Talk Radio. We're here with a very special guest, Brother Frank Sumrall. Um, um, please uh, uh, take your liberty. This is your, your Bible study. Well, thank you so much. We're going to call it the the gathering, the kingdom gathering Bible study. So we have established that, talked about it. I'm going to say a word of prayer at the point in time now, and then we will get to the study of the Word of God. Father God, we want to thank you for the privilege of coming before you with sincerity of heart, with our heart reaching out to you for more. We want more than ever before. No matter how long we've been saved or filled with the Spirit or miracles, and we have seen wonderful things, we want more. Because there's always more in God that we can receive. Lord, let the ears be opened, let their hearts, bodies be touched, let their minds be moved on by your spirit. We thank you for this time of receiving. In the name of Jesus, amen. I'm speaking on a very interesting subject, which is titled, The Tabernacle of David. The Tabernacle of David. We will look first regard to that in Psalm 89 verses we'll begin with 15 down to verse 16 blessed is the people that know the joyful sound they shall walk the Lord in the light of thy countenance in thy name they shall rejoice all the day and in thy righteousness they shall be exalted so what we're dealing with here the tabernacle of David God wants a place to put his name and so there are seven major tabernacles from the Old Testament to the New, not including the Millennium Temple. So we have the first one, which is spoken of in the book of Exodus, chapter 40. This is called the Tabernacle in the Wilderness. In Exodus, chapter 40, we read about the first one. And so as Moses, as he receives information as to what to do and how to do it, God gives the instructions of completeness and how that Moses was reaching unto God, wanting God to give him more information. We find this in the 40th chapter, and this is what it talks about. We begin reading in verse 34. It said, after all of this had come together, after they put this together, the anointing of the tabernacle, they've already consecrated the priests, they've already done these things. And in verse 34, it says, Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation. Now the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because of the cloud thereon, and the Lord filled the tabernacle. When the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward on their journey. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they journeyed not until the day was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and fire was on it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all of their journeys. So in this tabernacle that Moses was told to construct and bring together, such an amazing, powerful demonstration of Almighty God. So that was the first temple. The second temple was found by Solomon. Remember, really David wanted to build that temple for the Lord. God said, David, you're a man of war. You have blood on your hands. Therefore, 
you may not construct the temple. And so Solomon was chosen to do it. And then we look at the dedication. This is in 1 Kings chapter 8. 1 Kings chapter 8. As we read exactly how they prepared what they did for the announcing that there was going to be a temple and Solomon built it. And that temple, the cost of it alone, imagine, estimated cost alone was $186 billion. And David gave a personal gift to the temple for $184 million. And previous to that, this is so amazing, before talking about that, Solomon, he did so much, he wanted to do everything good for God. And it tells us in that chapter, 1 Kings 8, that Solomon offered to the Lord 22,000 oxen, 120,000 sheep to the Lord. Now, let's look at this here for a moment. In 1 Kings chapter 8, it's a most interesting question. And as it's mentioned and talked about, Solomon begins his prayer. He takes a long prayer, a very long prayer, and then it says, Solomon finished praying. And when he finished praying, notice what God did. God did something in a special, wonderful, glorious way. We already mentioned the fact that he was giving these offerings, peace offerings. This is in verse 63 of that chapter. And after these things were done, all these things started happening. God started blessing. He began praying. That was the dedication of that temple. And uh, what happened, the Spirit of God was in action on Solomon's temple. Even though it was ornate, even though it was beautiful, even was like that, the reason for the temple was that God would put his name there. God wanted to put his name there. Let's go back to verse 12 of that chapter. It says, Solomon spake, and the Lord said he would dwell in darkness. Then he said, verse 13, I have surely built thee a house to live in, in a settled place for you, to abide in forever. You say, what does he mean by that? Well, see, the tabernacle in the wilderness had to be constructed, and then after they had finished every place they went, they built it up and they took it down. They built it up and they took it down. So all of their journeys were in moving the tabernacle. But when Solomon built that temple, we're talking about a little stronger than the tabernacle with the coverings and the coats and everything else, in the ornate beauty of it itself, that that temple was not to be moved. And so what we see is that Solomon had this in his heart in such a direction, in such a way, in such beauty, that what he would want to try to say that this is God's house. This is God's house. That's why I say, in our hearts and lives, we want to come to God's house. We want to go to a place where the Spirit of God is moving. We want to go to a place that, that the Word of God is read. We want to go to a place where, where God himself meets with us. Oh, hallelujah. And when you come into God's house, we ought to feel something on the inside of us. We ought to feel our spirit jumping up and down. We ought to feel ourselves. That's why we raise to praise and magnify and worship. That's one of the reasons. is because we're in the sanctuary of the Most High. Hallelujah. And that, it's just, 
not just a normal building. It's just not that. It's the place that you have come to. Oh, uh, beautiful, glorious. And even through the pictures of it, from the Old Testament to the New, how wonderful and how beautiful and how glorious. It's amazing. Totally amazing. So, talking about that. And uh, verse 23, Solomon stood before the altar. 22. He stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of the congregation of Israel. He spread forth his hands and said, Lord God of Israel, is there no God like you in heaven or in the earth beneath who keeps covenant of mercy with servants that walk before you with all their heart? That has kept thy servant David, my father, that thou promised him, you spake with him with your mouth, and it is fulfilled in thy hand as it is today. Solomon was saying, Lord, I have built this for you. I have constructed this for you. Now, God honored that. But even though it shows us that even Solomon, it said in the last part of Solomon's life, his heart was turned away because he had all those wives. Imagine that, all the wives and the concubines and everything else. God says, I want a place to put my name. No matter who builds it, I want a place to put my name, and he did. So you have the first temple, or the tabernacle in the wilderness, and then you have Solomon's temple. Then the third one we talk about is Zerubbabel, all the way in the book of Haggai, Haggai chapter 1 and verse 7. The reason we're dealing with these temples, because I want to get to the one that we love so much. And uh, this is exciting, it's wonderful, it's glorious, and as God has places message upon my heart, I'm delivering it to you, and all of those that are hearing this, oh, it's wonderful, I'm glad you're there. I, I, I can uh, feel those that are around the pallet, and uh, they were telling me before that some have been from different nations, and all the wonderful things happening over there, that's great, and I applaud that, and we're knowing that in these last days, God said I would pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That means every kind of flesh. That means the red flesh, the black flesh, every color of flesh. Having to do with the fact in these last days. In these last days. So, in itself, God has a special plan to do this. Talking about, in Haggai, it talks about the fact that this is the place of splendor. It talks about splendor. And it talks about the movings of God in one particular arena. And what God is about ready to do. And then we will come from there. And then we will talk about the situation in regard to what Jesus said. In regard to the different temples that were built. Of course, we've got Herod's temple to go to. And we will come to that just in just a moment of time. So, in Haggai, the little prophet of Haggai. Now, it's interesting that these scriptures that we have in Haggai, this is in chapter 1 of 7. It says this, talking about Zerubbabel. So, look at verse 7. Thus saith the Lord of hosts. Anytime it mentions the Lord of hosts, that means the Lord of battles. Anytime it mentions the Lord of hosts, talking about battle, it's battles in the spirit realm. It says, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house. I will take pleasure, and I will be glorified, saith the Lord. What are you talking about? He's talking about this time, at Haggai's time, is Zerubbabel, 
Zerubbabel's temple that we see at this point and at this time. Talking about those times, if you read back in history, you'll find all the distinct messages how he's talking about Zerubbabel that happened. This is how it was built. So in that, talks about that. Then also he talks about this is the house of glory. This is the house of praise. It will be glorified. It will be delightful. It shall be. This way it's going to be. That way it's going to be. So talking about what God is ready to do at that time, the house with glory. Talking about his desire. Uh, Look at uh, chapter 2 and verse 7. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. I will fill this house with glory. (laughs) What a word. All the way back then. Now we know that the last book of the Old Testament was was, uh, Malachi. That's the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi. And we know that from the time of Malachi to the time of Matthew was 400 years. So these minor prophets have to be in the vicinity between 500 years, 700 years, around that time period. Isaiah was 700 years before Christ. And so as these prophets prophesied, we see some amazing situations talking about that. And so this is talking specifically about these different temples, and this is the desire of all nations. Then, of course, we come all the way to the New Testament, turn and feed to John chapter 2. And in John chapter 2, we have one of the most interesting things. It speaks about Herod's temple. You say, why did that happen? Well, look at John chapter 2, and the reason for it was more of a political reason than anything else. It wasn't a thing of worship. Herod just tried to please the Jewish people. And he thought doing something of that nature, he could get all of the vote that he could possibly get. You know, politicians today, they will do about anything for a vote. Well, that's the way it was in Herod's day. So mankind hasn't changed in thousands of years. And so Herod was trying to get the favor of the Israelites to join him in his crusade or whatever he was doing at the time. So we read this in John chapter 2. How to do with some information regarding to that particular situation. Now, what happens comes go all the way through there, and this is in verse uh, 18 and 19. Jews answered him and said, what sign do you show us, seeing that you do all these things? Now, this is just after Jesus drove money changers from their money, and he said, you have made this house a house of thieves, a thieves. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. That's what Jesus said. Can you imagine? I can see the scenario right now. How this, all in front of the temple are all these animals. And all the money changers are out front. They're making great bucks on what they're doing. They're buying these different animals. They're taking them out to get sacrificed. And yet, profit is made by that. And so these people are getting rich. And Jesus had a righteous indignation. That means righteous anger. And he got so upset at it that he grabbed the cord and wrapped some cords together and drove out the money changers. Drove them out. Because they weren't there to worship him. They were there to make a financial increase 
on their benefit, on their behalf. That's the reason why they were there. And when Jesus drove them out, he says, My house shall be called a house of prayer. He drove them out, took all their money changers, and threw over through their tables, and they let the doves go. He says, You make it my house, a father's house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered and were written, The zeal of thy house hath eaten me up. So after that, they said, What's that? And then verse 19 talks about what this Herod temple is about. And then he said, verse 19, Jesus said these words. He said unto them, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Now those Jews looked at him, what in the world are you talking about? It took us 46 years to build this temple. Now this is the temple that Jesus was in and out and around. This is the temple of day. Herod built it, like I said before, because of political situations. He wanted to advance his reign and everything else in that area. So basically what he did, he tried to buy them. And so he was talking about the temple of his own body. That's what Jesus was talking about. He said it took us 46 years to build this temple. So that's Herod's temple. Jesus saw that temple. He was in the temple all the time. He prayed for people around there. He blessed people around there. He'd been there so many, many, many times. But that temple that was there. Now, we're finally getting to what we were really all about. We're talking about the Tabernacle of David. Now, when we get into this, <laughs> put your shout shoes on. Because I'm telling you what. Because the Tabernacle of David was not made with mortar or bricks. First, we're going to go back in the Old Testament, to the book of Amos, information concerning what we're going to talk about here just for a little bit. In Amos, it talks about this situation that will happen. In Amos, it talks about the fact what God is doing and God is talking about in the specifics of those ideas and those thoughts, those plans that he has for Israel. Amos all the way back in the Old Testament, just a little bit after Joel, and you find it, and all of these were considered minor prophets. Welcome. This service is provided by freeconferencecall.com. Please enter your access code followed by the pound sign. Please enter your access code. Sorry about that. I lost Frank for a second. Dr. Frank, just give me a moment, please. I'm uh, calling back into the conference call. I accidentally shut the window. Sorry. Entered. Your input is invalid. If this is correct, press one. To re-enter your access code, press your input is invalid. If this is correct, press one. To re-enter your access code, press two. Bear Please with me. I'm getting back on there now. By the pound sign. You entered seven zero six. Three zero nine. If this is correct, press one. And we to should be joining them right away. Two. There are three participants in this conference. Please announce yourself. Deborah. 
Acts 15 and verse 16. So as we know this and understand about this, it's something powerful and glorious and wonderful in the 16, 15th chapter of Acts and verse 16. Talking about that. So we can see these things. Now you know what happened in Acts chapter 1. That was the commission. Go ye into all the world. After that, then it said the blessing would come. Then Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came. In Acts chapter 3, then you have the healing that took place. Acts chapter 4, you had persecution. Acts chapter 5, you had Ananias and Sapphira. Acts chapter 6, then you had the coming together to wait tables and everything. Acts chapter 7, you had the testimony of Stephen. Acts chapter 8, ah, hallelujah, you had the revival of Samaria. Acts chapter 9, you had where Saul got saved. In Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 10, it talks about how God anointed Jesus and that with the Holy Ghost and went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the enemy, for God was with him. That was the anunction and the function of the Lord Jesus Christ at that time. And so, then you get 11 to 12. 12 was the fact of the intercessory prayer. How did they pray? And they brought a man out of jail by their prayers, by the power of intercession. Then we talk about that. Then we talk about 14. Actually, in 14, what happened there is that Paul died. They took him outside to the city of Lystra. They stoned him. They dragged him outside. And it's a very strange word there. It says, supposing that he's dead. Honey, you know if a man's dead or not. All you got to do is put your hand right under his nose and find out he was breathing. If he's not breathing, he's dead. But we know that Paul died because he said these words. He said, whether into the body or out of the body, I really don't know. I went to the third heaven. All I know is that when people start going up to the second or third or fourth heaven up there, usually they're not in this body. They are out of this body. So Paul died. So the apostles got around him, and the Bible says Paul got up because God wasn't finished with him yet, because he had to win those people at Melita. He had to go to that island and preach the gospel of the kingdom. He had the power of God came in such a mighty demonstration. Oh, hallelujah. He started a church on his way to the execution. He knew he was going to die. He knew that was prescribed. You remember the prophet Agabus that took his coat? He said, who belonged to these? He said, they. He said, I see these. He said, you will be in bond. This is the way you're going to happen. This is going to take place. Agabus prophesied over him about the situation. He said, you go where you don't want to go. And then when Paul was there, he had leniency for a moment of time, for two years. That's why we got all most of the New Testament Paul was writing with that. That's why he wrote Ephesians. All the Pauline officials have to do. That's what he did at that time. So now, when you come over to 15, you see a discussion talking about so what we're basically saying, that in these last days, <laughs> in these last days, put your shout shoes on. Amen. I mean, it's time to shout. It's time to praise. It's time to dance. It's time to get excited. And it's time to be excited about what we see in God's Word. And in uh, verse 16, after this, I will return and build again the tabernacle of David, which fallen down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up. Why? That the residue of the rest of the men may seek the Lord, and all the nations upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who does all these things. What a word. What a power. Now, let's go back in the scripture. We're going back in the scripture. Let's go to Psalm 102, verse 18. Now, 
In Psalm 102, at verse 18, we have an amazing word. An amazing word, a prophetic word for the day in which we live today. In this day, this very hour, it shall and will happen, just like it said. In Psalm 102, and in verse 18, this is so good. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to hardly contain myself because it, it, this is written. This is what it said. This shall be written for the generation to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> that means back here in 2014. That means in the time we see Jesus face to face. That means we're going to have more praise than we've ever had on the earth before. That means there's more glory that's going to ever happen before. The healings, the miracles, the deliverances, the glory, the power, the victory, the life, all the things that God is going to do in these last days. We're living in those last days right now. <laughs> Some are getting healed right now as I talk. Some are being touched right now as I speak. I feel the power of my Lord. Right now, right to the which are taking this gospel to the end of the earth. This is happening right now. If you got a pain in your body, put your hand where the pain was. That is, was. That means it's already out of there. It's already gone. It's already left. Those are migraine headaches. I command all migraine headaches to leave in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Peace of God rule and reign in your heart life. It's a blessing. Come upon you and overtake you. Oh, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. Oh, glory to God. Mm -hmm. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. If this body could jump a little higher, I'd tell you, I'd be all right. <laughs> right here. It said, this shall be written for the generation to come. We're talking about the, our generation. Did you know they have generation, the X generation? But did you realize that the X generation, when you turn it up the right way, that X could be a cross generation? Oh, wow. It goes up to the cross generation that we have <laughs> going right now. That if you follow the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, the blessing of heaven belongs to you today. Today, 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 today. Now, as we walk on to this, what are we talking about? That means that your children's and your children's children, if the curses from the Old Testament, they go to the third and the fourth generation, so the blessing shall be and will come to the third, the fourth, and the fifth generation or till Jesus comes. Do you believe that? Huh. That's the way I believe. <laughs> That's the way I believe. Hmm. That's the way I believe. Now, here's a real interesting thing. Because here in English, we can say, I love my wife, with that word love, as much as we love a hot dog. There's no distinction between that kind of love. But you go to Greek, they have four words for love. And in Hebrew, they had different words. For praise, they have several words that we're going to talk about, talking about what praise is all about. We have established the fact that praise is for us today in heaven. They worship God. They magnify the Lord. They bless his holy name. All the time, the angels are saying, worthy, worthy, worthy. The angels are calling out that all the time. I know many songs that we have, we have, and, the, and we sing glory. No, no, the angels cry glory. The angels cry holy. 
oh, if we could only get a concept of that, just a little thought in the direction how great our God is. Oh, hallelujah. Well, these are the words from Hebrew talking about praying. The first one is halal, H-A-L-A-L. What does that mean? Well, in the praise or in the motion of the Jewish language, halal means that you're boasting in God. You're boasting in God. What are you doing? You're telling all the things that he's done for you, how he has saved your soul, how he has healed your body, how he's filled you with the Holy Ghost, how has you delivered you from all kind of stuff. And we could go on and on and on and on and on. You say, okay, give me a scripture for it. Well, I'm glad you asked that question. It's coming your way. Psalm chapter 40. Psalm 40. Four zero. It's a great psalm. It has to do with the fact, and I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined it unto me. And I heard my cry, but what did he do? He brought me up, also, out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon the rock and established my going. And what happened? And he put a new song in my mouth. Glory to God. Even praise unto our God. Then he shall see it and fear, that godly fear and will trust in the Lord. That's boasting in God right there. We don't boast in ourselves, I can do this, I can do that, I can do the other, look at me, look at me. No, it's not look at me, it's look at him. He is the one that receives all the glory and all the praise and all the honor and all. All of it belongs to him. So you go from halal to halal. Halal is spelled this way. H-A-L-L-E-L. Halal. What does that mean? That means that you don't stop praising God in the continuation of your heart. You continue to praise the Lord in the continuation of praise. This is what it says in Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise, what? Shall continually be in my mouth. The continuation of praise. What are we praising God for? We're looking back and thanking God where he brought us from and where we're going. Hallelujah. Your past is nothing to your future. Your past is nothing like your destiny. Those of you that have had problems, those of you that have had sadness, those of you that have had sickness, those that have had different problems like that, right now, when you look ahead, your future is brighter because you're coming back from a dark place to a brighter place. He will cause the blessing to come on you and overtake you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So as we listen to these things, now, this is Hallel, having to do with the continuation of praise. And after that one, listen to this one here. We're listening to Tahila. Now, I was in Southern California a couple years ago, and I was preaching. I was in Chula Vista. That's next door to Mexico, to the Mexican line, over to the American line. And I was down there, and I was kind of teaching the people. It looked like they were kind of sleeping on me. And so as I preached. I actually preached on the same message we have here. And instead of saying the name that was supposed to be correct, I slipped and I said, hey, you know, right there in the Bible, I talked about tequila. <laughs> and they had that real strange look. <laughs> they started busting out laughing. They were just about to 
ready to pull out the seats. <laughs> and so I said it again. And it wasn't the third time. Finally, my interpreter said, no, no. You're not talking about the kila. The kila is in the bottle, and in there is a worm. <laughs> we're not talking. What we're talking about, we're talking about tehila. That's T-E-H-I-L-L-A-H. And this is what it talks about. Tehila means songs of praise. It means a song that starts inside your heart. You've never heard that song before, but it's written on your heart by the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, and the anointing of God comes in you, and you can sing when you're in the darkness, dark, night, whatever happens. You're singing when you're in pain. You're singing, singing in the situation of tragedy, of remorse, of regret, of all the things that happened in life. You sing even when you're depressed. You sing because it's a song that comes from the Spirit. And so this Tehillah is so amazing. So amazing. It's so wonderful. It's a glorious. Now, I've got a lot of scripture to look at here. But what we're going to do, we're going to touch on right now. Psalm 33. Psalm 33 tells us about it. So in Psalms, it talks about that. In the direction of singing unto the Lord, of speaking unto the Lord, having these things said. This is what it says, Psalm 3, verse 3. Sing unto him a new song. It's a new song. <laughs> it's not the old song. I know that during the Reformation, the greatest song they had during the Reformation was Martin Luther's song, which the mighty fortress is our God. That's all they had. But today, we're not limited to what's in the song book because inside of us, is a well that springs up to everlasting life. Inside of us is the spirit of the living God, and he says, I will give you songs of deliverance. I will give you songs of praise. I will give you songs of joy. I will give you songs of righteousness. After we start singing the song that comes from our spirit, the answer is there. Hallelujah. You can't see what I'm doing here. I'm patting myself on the back and doing a roundabout like that. Well, thank you. You're doing okay. You're doing all I want. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's it's funny. Anyway, yeah, the yeah. Karen agrees with that. Just that the Karen's over here on my side; she's on my right side. Glory to God! Hallelujah! We as God's people, we have what we call a new song. It's a song that lives inside of our spirit. Hallelujah! Yeah. Let's look at a few verses more. Let's look over here at Psalm 96. 96. Psalm 96. You know what's interesting about this? The very message I'm bringing to you right now, earlier this morning, this was in my spirit. So I didn't have any notes before me, but it was rolling inside of my spirit. Because I knew that there was going to be a time and a meeting place tonight, and the Lord was preparing me for what's happening now. By the power of his spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Over here in Psalm 96. I love this because God wants to speak to us in such a beautiful, glorious way. Now, here's what it is. Even in the first verse, it said, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord who? All the earth. Sing it to the Lord, bless his name, show forth his salvation from day to day, declare his glory among the nations, wonders among all people. Why? We're going to get to that in a minute. 
talking about the different things that we need to praise God for, thank God for, all the things he's given for, all the things he's done for. It's amazing and wonderful. All right? Psalm 80, or 90, uh, 98, Psalm 98. Again, it says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him the victory. The Lord has made known his salvation and righteousness. He's openly showed in the sight of the nations. He hath remembered his mercy and truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. You read all the way down through there, all the way down to verse 9, you see how praising God, blessing his name, giving him glory, giving him honor, giving him worship. Then, turn to Psalm 147. Psalm 147. The reason why there were 150 psalms is because that the praises that they had written down, it got to be so extensive that they even took it out to 150 psalms. There is no other book in the Bible that is that interesting as relationship of, of size, the size of psalm. I've often said it, if, if you're just first time coming to church, you can't find psalms. All you got to do is take your Bible up three feet in the air and drop it, and nine times out of ten it falls a psalm. Mm -hmm. That's the middle of the Bible right there. So here in Psalm 147, again we have that. Praise you the Lord, for it's good to sing praises unto our God. For it's pleasant and praises commonly. Now I can stay there for a while, and I want to do that, and we'll move on. The Lord does build up Jerusalem together, but all together heals up the brother does this. He tells the number of the stars, he calleth them by their name. Great is our God. Great power and understanding. He lifts up the meek. He down the wicked to the ground. They sing unto the Lord. Oh, he takes pleasure. Verse 11. The Lord takes pleasure in those that fear him. That godly fear. Not a quaking fear, but godly fear. In those who hope is in his mercy. My, 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 my. You read the, all the things that it talks about here, all the way down to verse 20, talking about how he deals with this, what he deals with, how he deals with All those beautiful things that God says in relationship to that. So that's Tehillah. Then we have one called Yada. Yada. What is Yada? Yada is worshiping the Lord with extended hands. Now, if I said this before, I'll say it again. The concept we have with anyone with extended hands, we have the cowboy philosophy. You say, what is that? Reach for the sky, mister. <laughs> we have our gun in the middle of the back, and the gentleman raises his hands as high as he can, surrendering. But I see... That's what we need to see, is think of yourself as a little child, running as fast as you can, running into Father's arms. That's the way I see it. Oh, hallelujah. I used to do that all the time. A little boy about three, four, five years old, run as fast as I can, and Dad would just pick me up, throw me up in the air and catch me again. Yeah. He loved to do that to his kids. Oh, three boys. And so if we were, we were motioning and doing like that, and Dad finally got an idea. He said, wait a minute, Frank, I think you'd do that all day long. I said, I would. I would. So he said, okay, maybe you can do it about ten times. That would wear me out. But that's about all the time he took in that particular game. So this is what we're talking about. 
The Bible tells us to lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubt. It's not a half-mass praise. That's a sign of death. The Bible says the doors and the gates are open in Jerusalem to praise him. Notice this. Anywhere you are, you create a spiritual atmosphere when you lift your hands to the Lord God. You create, did I get I want to say it again. You create a spiritual atmosphere when you lift your hands to the Lord God. Hallelujah. Now, number five. Number five is quite interesting because it deals with Zamar. Z-A-M-A-R. What does that mean? That means you skillfully to God on a musical instrument. Believe it or not, there are some people in churches that have no music in their church. That's hard to believe. I can hardly understand that. When it talks about, what are they going to do with Psalm 150? What are they going to do with other songs all the way talking about how they worship God and ten string instruments, how they worship God on the cornet, how they worship God in the different, with the sax butter, with it, all these different kinds of instruments they had in Old Testament. And today, we can worship God with our guitars, we can worship God with uh, microphones, we can worship God with drums, we can worship God with trumpets, we can worship God with trombone, saxophone. You can have an orchestra up there worshiping and praising God. You say, what you're talking about? Psalm 115, praise ye the Lord, praise God, we're in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him. With the sound of the trumpet, praise him with a soft green heart. Praise him with a timbrel of dance. I mean, you can't dance in church. Hey, praise him with a timbrel of dance. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise he the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what it's about right there, praising God, praising God, giving him glory, giving him praise, giving him honor. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Oh, hallelujah. Actually, we're seeing this in such a demonstration that we could take quite a long time. But what we're going to say here, we want you to look up some of those scriptures. Now, the next one is Shabbat, praising God in triumph. There's a number of places through the scripture that speaks about how God gave triumph to Israel because of their praise. Remember, Second Chronicles 20, how they praised the Lord. They sent the praisers in before the militia, and they praised the God of Israel. As they praised him, the Lord set up ambushments against the enemy, and they started killing one another. And here's what God did. Now, that valley at one time was called Baca, B-A-C-C-A. And God changed the valley from Baca to Beracha, means the valley of blessing. So God wants to change the very valley you're in. He wants to take you from boohooing to blessing. He wants to take you from crybaby to conqueror. Right now. Amen. Make your mind up. One of the things I have to tell you about this, it's so amazing, how praise... Get it done. Uh, several years ago, I was down in Houston, Texas. Brother Osteen had a great convention there. And uh, along the 610 highway, there was a tremendous thunderstorm. And I had left something at the hotel room I had to go back and get. And when I did that, all of the places inside of the 
the uh, the place where we had the meeting at. Tremendous place. I mean, it was huge. And so, uh, guess where they put me? They put me in the wheelchair section. That was the only place available. But God wanted me to see something in the wheelchair section. So, before the preaching had started, they were all worshiping the Lord. And we were standing, hands lifted, tears running down our face, and the glory of God was coming down upon us. Seated beside me was a lady that was in a wheelchair, because that was the wheelchair section. And halfway through the praising, she stood up and started praising God. And her, her daughter said, Mother, how can you do that? She said, what do you mean? She said, you have been paralyzed for 25 years. Wow. You have not been able to move in 25 years. She said, what caused you to do that? She said, while we were praising, Jesus came and stood in front of my wheelchair and said, arise and praise my name. Mm. And she got out of the wheelchair without assistance, stood up to praise the Lord, and was instantly healed. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, I can heal anybody, anywhere, anytime, mm-hmm. any place. All they have to do is call on my name. We've seen it happen all over the world. We've seen great miracles all over the world. And we're going to see more here in America than we've seen in many, many years. Because we're living at the end of time. We're living so close to the time of the Lord Jesus is going to come. That's why the increase or the credit of his power is being increased upon us. So praising God in that demonstration. Psalm 149 declares that the high praises of God be in my mouth and two edges sword in my hand. What are we supposed to do? Bind the spiritual kings with chains to execute on those spiritual forces. Judgment from Almighty God. Oh, hallelujah. It tells us in the scriptures, Psalm 100 and verse 4, it says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. So when you release the power of God in you, when you start praising him, Remember the pattern given to Moses by God for the tabernacle. You had the labor. You had no the labor had water in it. They had to wash themselves before they went in. Then you had the brazen altar, which they took for sacrifices to put on. Then there was a holy place, and then you could enter into the holy holy. Only the priest could do it one time a year. Remember, I I, I really mean this here. Remember. You can't place God with your mouth closed. Because if you do, your teeth will blow out of your head. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way it should be. By him, by him, by him, by him, by him, by him. And this is what it tells us here. Here's our commission. You ready for our commission? Our commission is found in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15. It said, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now, I believe the author of Hebrews was Paul. Paul had this correct when he said that by him, by Jesus, let us offer the sacrifice of praise. That means if you don't feel like you're going to do it anyway. The 
sacrifice of praise to God continue. That is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. That's why we should praise the Lord. So many songs about praising God. So many lives being touched by praising God. And as we release the praise that God has put in our hearts, we're pleasing him. We're pleasing him. What do we need to praise God for? We praise him for who he is. We praise him for his name. We praise him for his power. We praise him for his wonder. We praise him for his loving kindness and tender mercies. We praise him for the works. And then we praise him because his mercy endures forever. <laughs> his mercy endures forever. Glory to God. I trust you got something out of this today. We're going to take communion right now. If you're not ready for communion, we have your grape juice and have your elements ready, and we're ready to receive the holy communion. The communion we're talking about, or you might call it the Eucharist, or you might call it another thing, having to do with the fact that it's the holy communion that the Lord has brought to our attention to the table of the Lord. And doing that, it gives it such a strong, powerful relationship. History, not only history, but the books written about Smith Wigglesworth tells us that he took communion every day of his life. He took communion. And so one of the scriptures says, as often as you do it, we're looking at Matthew 26 and verse 26. I will read and we will the communion today and receive of the goodness of our God. So there's some churches that only receive communion one time a month. There's other churches that take it once every two weeks. Now, we have been in churches where they take it all the time. It doesn't make a difference unless that you let it become commonplace. You can't let the communion become commonplace. You cannot be familiar with it. You have to take it as Jesus has given it to us. Matthew chapter 26, beginning in verse 26. These are the words spoken for it in that thought and that plan. Having to do with the fact that in our lives and in our hearts and through our beings, it's so important for us to know all about it. And uh, this is talking about the communion of our Lord, how he loves his children, how he cares for us in such a beautiful, glorious way. He loves us. Uh, verse 26, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to all of them, saying, Drink ye all of it. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many, for the remission of sin. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of the vine. It was not alcoholic content, it was fruit of the vine. Fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Hallelujah. So take your element that you have before you there. We're going to take the bread first. We receive that bread together. And as we Look at that. Understand what God is doing. Hallelujah. Name. We 
give him praise, we give him glory, we give him honor. So those receiving the Holy Communion, we do this every time. So Tuesday will be our time of receiving the Communion. We do it every week. And uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing to do that. So take your bread, hold it in your hand. Father God, we want to thank you that you brought your son Jesus to earth. And the place that he was born at was Bethlehem. As we know, Bethlehem means the house of bread. So you are the living bread sent from God to us. So now we partake of the living bread, and we receive it with great joy. Shall we eat together? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Lord. same manner took the cup. Take the cup. Hold it in your hand, please. Father God, we thank you for the communion. We thank you for your blood. We thank you that Jesus, when he died on the cross, even one drop of blood could save you. And he saved us by dying. We thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection. By the resurrection, we thank you for that. And as we take the emblems today, we receive this cleansing blood of Jesus for our minds and our hearts and our bodies. And we're free by the blood of Jesus. Shall we drink? We have glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you. Depression. Put your hand on your head. 
but depression has to leave. It's a spirit. I command in the name of Jesus, every person with depression, flee in the name of Jesus. I said, go. I said, go now. I said, go now. In Jesus' name, the free. I see it lifting off you right now. There's a cloud lifting off you right now. The joy is coming right now. Peace is coming right now. The very thing is coming right now. In the name of Jesus. That was a lie. That was a lie. The devil is a lie. He never has told the truth. Never will tell the truth. Jesus said, you're of your father the devil, which is a lie from the beginning. So what are we going to believe? We're going to believe the word of God. God is greater than any force, power, any demon force. Devil himself. Hallelujah. God has given us the power over all the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. Give the word, the name of the blood. I'm going to preach on that one of these days. The word, the name of the blood. Glory to Has written on his thigh 
That's who he is. I am the King of Kings. I am the Lord of Lords. <laughs> Hallelujah. Like Do that, but I can answer their phone. 
Um, so I guess you just have to take the call there, and, and then later we can talk about it. Whatever you want. Well, actually, you can you can you can talk to them right now. Oh, I can. Right yes, now? yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Just hold on a second. Okay, would you like me to answer it? Yes, please. Okay, hold on, please. Hello, welcome to Fire Talk Radio. Hello, Hi. how you doing? Hi, what's your name and where where are you calling from? I'm calling from um, Texas. Uh, my name is Doris. Hi, Doris. How are you doing? We have Brother Frank who's hosting this wonderful time in the Lord. I hope you're being blessed. I just kind of tuned in so I didn't hear what he was preaching on. Well, I'm glad that you're here. Um, Brother Frank, uh, this is Doris. And Doris, this is Brother Frank Sumrall. How you doing, Brother Frank? God bless you. God bless you. Yes, yes. Glad you called in. Do you have any prayer requests, Doris, or any any prayer requests that you have that you would like for Brother Frank to pray for you for? Well, I I have a question. Okay. Is he a seer or just a uh, prophet? It's just when the Spirit of God touches me, I operate on what He says. That's basically what I believe. Okay. The Spirit of God comes um, out. said that happens. But yeah. I have used in that occasion. So it right. depends right. what time or whatever need the Spirit has for the people, I release it. Okay. I understand. Um I would have a prayer for my friend. Her husband's in the hospital, Paul Moore. He's in the hospital, and he just suffered from the dizziness. And if he, I would like you to pray for him, please. What is the man's name? Paul Moore. What is your first name? His name is Paul. My name is Dor. Okay. So, so we're praying for Paul. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Father, we pray for Paul in the name of Jesus. That dizziness or whatever is causing that, we come against it with the authority of the Word of God. Out of the name of Jesus, we proclaim that name, the name of all names, that that name every knee shall bow, at that name every tongue. Heal my brother. Touch him. Make him well. Make him whole. May he know that the power of God is touching him right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you. You're more than welcome to stay on the line, Dora. Okay. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you. So call back and tell me about it. Okay, I will. I will. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Doris, I can I can give you the uh I can give you the information as well. Is it okay if I call your number later? That's yes, fine. ma'am. Okay, awesome. I'll do that for sure. Okay. But go ahead and stay on the line so you can hear the rest of the of everything if you'd like as well. Okay, I'm so glad that you joined us tonight. Amen. Brother Amen. Frank, back to you. <laughs> uh, is there anybody else who would like to give a testimony? Mm-hmm. Is there anyone else who would like to comment? Well, 
Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Frank. I'll be talking to you later. That's that's awesome. I look forward to it. All right. Thank you so much, Brother Frank. And Doris, you can stay on the line as well. I had a question for you as well, Doris, but um, if you wouldn't mind holding for me. Thank you so much, Brother Frank. It's been wonderful. Oh, you're welcome. You're more than welcome. We'll see you next Tuesday, okay? Same time, same place. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bless you. Bless you, Brother Frank. Hi, um, Doris. Is is uh, are you having a little interference? I wonder, or is that um, me? Doris, can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, let me see here. I'm gonna need to hang up on the conference call because what I was doing is I was recording the conference call. It could be and my phone. Let me let me hang up first. No, then, I, think uh, I think it's better now because I, I disconnected the um conference call and I was uh-huh. calling my computer, so I think that's probably why. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, I'm so glad that you joined us tonight. Yes, we had a really powerful uh Bible study with Doctor Frank Sumrall and we're gonna uh-huh. do it again next next week and uh same time and there's a so it's actually done on the phone this was my first time uh trying to do it on the uh live on the radio because they didn't have skype access so that people could listen from different parts of the world and actually where are you calling from if you don't mind me asking i'm calling from texas oh okay cool yeah i guess uh i mean that's awesome. We're just this is a, this is, I know this is St. Louis number, but uh, the number you have is is, uh, is a St. Louis number, and um, but uh, I'm calling for Texas. Oh, okay, awesome. Because I was just trying to get an idea, if, you know, if people were calling from the U.S. or if they're calling from uh, Philippines, because we have some listeners from the Philippines and from South Africa. So, okay. Uh, okay. and I can I can also uh, if you know with your permission I can. When we're through here talking and when the show is over, I can call you and I can give you the information and everything. Okay. That'd be great. And I have a quick question for you, Doris. Uh, if, um, yeah. has, do, do you know, uh, of, of, do you know that God loves you and he has a great plan for your life? Um, I know he has a plan. I don't. I know he loves me, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> I know sometimes it can be. You know, sometimes it can be. What is the plan? What is it? I want to know now. It's like patience. I want patience, and I want it now, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I'm just, you know, he, I'm just, he, he, I'm he, re- he, he re- it's okay. It's okay. He reveals the plan, and we just take the step in the right direction, and. And the step that he tells us to take, and before you know it, that plan is revealed little by little. That's true. As, as the day go by, the plan's revealed, and, and I just, I'm learning to live in the moment, live in the present. Yes. You know, uh, if Doris, 
God forbid, if today was your last day on earth, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? Uh, that, if it's my last day, you know yeah. what? Sometimes I wish it was my last day. I'm, I was, I'm like Stephen sometimes, that he just calls me up. Hmm. <laughs> well, you know, I, I am I, like Stephen a lot of days. <laughs> but uh, um, it's, all, it's God's will be done. Uh, his choice. Uh, basically, he told me a book that, that my sins been washed away and and there's been erased. So, as uh, far as I know, I'm going up with him because he does not forget me. He, he um, He's always in remembrance of me. I know. He's so wonderful. On, on a scale of one to five, five being red hot on fire for Jesus, where would you rate your relationship with him? Five, four, three? On a scale of one to five, I'm thinking maybe it depends on the, on the day. <laughs> <laughs> every day is, I really like to be a five, but every day, for it's hot. You know, what I think of hot, but what God thinks of hot is that I sit down in my quiet time and just send him love. But in, in uh, uh, ministering to people, I'm thinking maybe two or three, because right. I don't minister a lot. Because sometimes I'm, I, I don't need, sometimes people don't need my two cents. Sometimes it's just me being in the presence of them. It's not uh, it's not my two cents they need. So if God said, he, he, don't worry about what you say, he's going to give you the words to say. And if he doesn't give you the words to say, then you should not say well, you know, I'd like, I'd like uh, I'm sure you're familiar with these passages. You may be familiar with them. That's the Holy Bible reads, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of mm-hmm. God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And if you'd like to rededicate your life, today's the day, you know. And, and all you have to do is just mean it with your heart and just repeat after me. Just get that, bump that two up to five and, you know, just say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart. Forgive me. Forgive me. Of my sins. Of my sins. I rededicate. I rededicate. My life. My life. To you afresh. To you afresh. Fill me. Fill me. With your Holy Ghost. With your Holy Ghost. And fire. And fire. And give me a passion. Give me a, a what? Passion. A passion. A passion. I'm sorry. For the, it's okay. It's, it's the way I say it. <laughs> for the lost. For the what? Lost. L-O-S-T. For the lost. lost. Give me a yeah, passion the lost. for the lost. It depends a on what country you're from. <laughs> and right, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> And and just 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 say this. Uh, just say, uh, forgive me. Forgive me. Of everybody. Of everybody. I ever hurt. I ever hurt. Including myself. Including myself. And I forgive anybody. And I forgive anybody. Who ever hurt me. Who ever hurt me. I release them. I release them. I I receive. I receive. Your forgiveness. Your forgiveness. Fill me. Fill me. With your peace. 
With your peace. Your joy. Your joy. And your love. And your love. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to tell you right now, Doris, is I have a party in heaven, and you made him have a party. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank so you. Awesome. Yes, praise God. So they're having a party, and it's all it's all because of you. And I, I just wanted to let you know that uh, all of your sins are forgiven. Always remember to run to God and not from God because he loves you so much, and he has a great plan for your life. Okay. Yes, he and does. Just, yeah, just to let you know real quick, on Mondays at uh, at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is an hour, uh, it would be like 8 o'clock your time, we have a, sh- uh, a show on Monday, Fire Talk Radio. It's, you know, it's the show on Monday we have every Monday, and that's from 8 to 10, and we're going to have that again on 8 to 10 next Monday, and then we're going to be recording this. Okay. Uh, also live every every uh, Tuesday for the Bible study, okay. and if if you have you know if you have any prayer requests or anything like that, you can send them to Fire Talk Radio and then the number two mm-hmm. at yahoo dot com. So or you okay. or anybody can can do that. And so, but um. Um, is there any more prayer requests you have or questions before I'm gonna probably I'm gonna probably end it pretty uh, quick, uh, pretty you know in a few minutes I'm gonna wrap it up and and I just give a couple of announcements and then I'm gonna but I can call you uh, as well you know when I get through here. Okay, okay, no, I'm 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 okay. I'm so okay. glad that you joined, and um, I'm just going to put your microphone on mute. You can go ahead and listen, and then I'm going to, like I said, wrap it up and and end this end the episode, and okay. then uh, I'll give you a call uh, shortly after that. Okay, Doris. Okay. All right. Thanks then. again for calling. I'll put you on mute. Love you. <laughs> I love you too. Well, hallelujah, everyone. I'm glad that everyone joined us, and just a couple of. A couple of announcements, like I was letting Doris know that uh, our email that you can reach us at is firetalkradio, the number two, at yahoo.com. And also you can get a direct link to our our page, which has all the archives, is firetalkradio, the number two, dot TK, like T is in tango, K is in king, only the initials T and the initial K. So it's firetalkradio number two dot TK. And also there's an awesome, awesome uh, happening, event happening in Washington, D.C. And I'm going to play a quick 30-second commercial for you to give you a little bit more information from it by my pastor who's going to do this. Hold on, please. My name is Rodney Hunt Brown, and I'm inviting you to come to celebrate America held at the daughters of the American Revolution Constitution Hall for the first three weeks in July. Celebrate America is going to be a spiritual invasion of the Jesus kind. Your nation is counting on you. The only hope for America is another great spiritual awakening. Celebrate America is July the 1st through the 19th, nightly meeting at 7 p.m., and then mass evangelism in the mornings on the streets. Enlist today for free at CelebrateAmericaDC.com. CelebrateAmericaDC.com.
And there you have it. Celebrate America, DC.com. We love to have you there from July 1st to 19th. Any day that you can come and spend with us and be a part of it, we would love love for you to do that. And it, um, just, you know, also we're on Facebook. All you have to do is just go to Facebook and type in Fire Talk Radio and the number two. And then we should be uh, on there. It has a picture of fire coming out of the mouth for Fire Talk. And so that's our Facebook page. And if you're anywhere in the Tampa Bay area or Central Florida area, we uh, there's it, it's called the River at Tampa Bay Church is our church with uh, Pastors Ronnie and Adonica Howard Brown. And that address is 3738. River International Drive, Tampa, Florida, 33610. And if for any reason you can't be there, you can always watch us live from their website, which is Revival.com. That's R-E-V-I-V-A-L.com. The services are from on Sundays at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m., and then Wednesday at 7 p.m., and also Thursdays we have a prayer meeting at 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. We'd love to have you join us. That one's not televised live, but you can pray along with us. And so also a great prayer um, a great prayer line that you can call, which is actually open for, actually just started at 7 o'clock, so it just started about 22 minutes ago. If you have any prayer needs, just you can call one 857 4837 That's one 857 4837 just tell them you are listening on fire talk radio and you and then let let them know your prayer request or that you got saved or whatever your need is let them know and they'd be more than happy to pray with you some on fire prayer prayer warriors uh, standing by and intercessors uh, standing by from sunday through friday uh, from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm sorry, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then 11 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if um, if during these times you can still call, you may not get a live operator, but you you will get a an option to push uh, one number one or number two for whatever your prayer need is. If it's for healing or for finances or whatever the case may be, so that is one eight six six eight five seven four eight three seven, and um, people will be will be uh, more than happy to pray with you. So I'm really glad that you joined us tonight. And we we look forward to when you join us once again. Remember that you are loved, you're you're valuable, you're accepted in the beloved, and you're precious in the sight of God. Until we meet again next time, God bless you, and I love you. <laughs>